his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. State Representative Aaron Coffer scheduled to be on the show. So, uh, Representative Coffer, my question to you now is, now what? Well, I, I really believe that this budget is going to be going to conference committee to to wrap up the differences that are here between the House and the Senate. Um, I, I believe that's what's going to happen. They're, we're going to get together, try to resolve this issue. Obviously, it is a prolonged issue. But, you know, this all stems back to we passed the budget back in April, didn't raise taxes, balanced the budget. And here we are because of last-minute maneuvering, unfortunately, that, that waited to be done by the Senate until last minute. It, dropping it in our laps without a plan to fund the budget. And uh, it, it's really a, a, a bad position where the taxpayers are right now and being held hostage in this budget process because this is something we could have done way before the June 30th deadline. And here we are in uh, mid-September still looking at, at the revenue plan to complete this budget. What are some of the big differences between the House budget and what the Senate wants to do? Well, the Senate put forward the gross receipts tax that, that included the, the new gas on natural gas, electric, um, increasing those as well. Um, so they, they put a $400 million plan uh, for raising those taxes. And really what, what we're looking to do is to do uh, what's called special fund transfers of money that has already been paid that is not being used by, by special funds and special departments that is just sitting in a bank account account going unutilized. Now, these are taxes that people have paid that's sitting in an account that are not being utilized. So that wouldn't affect at all current programs as much as the uh, administration has been barking about because there's a difference between encumbered funds and unencumbered funds. And these unencumbered funds, which have not been uh, utilized yet or put into a project, are the funds that we're looking at. So by doing a transfer, this would cover our debt that we have that that has built over the over the last budget cycle from not passing gaming revenue as the Senate was supposed to, and um, it, it has put the the ball in a court that we have to cover that debt from last year's budget, and this is a one-time way of covering a one-time issue um, instead of raising taxes this year. Well, I, I've had a I've had a discussion with a lot of people who are opposed to this, and here are the questions they bring up. Okay. First of all, they they seem to think this is more like a shell game, you know, just robbing Peter to pay Paul. And the second the second concern that I've gotten from some people is like now we we could call this money set aside sort of like slush funds, but isn't it earmarked down the road for projects or is this like a rainy day fund that that's sitting there? It's like a rainy day fund. They're exactly right. I've heard people call it a slush fund. They've called it a rainy day fund. I'm going to let me explain one one fund here because I I have the the number of funds in front of me of what we're talking about doing. One of them is is, is the bank, banking fund that we have in in Harrisburg. Now the banking fund last year had 27 million dollars. It grew uh, it grew from 27 million dollars to 35 million dollars this year. It's growing annually at around an eight million dollar rate. 
And so what we're saying is we're spend, we are taking in more money than we're spending in this fund. So if we're taking in more money annually than we're spending in this fund and the fund balance keeps on growing and these money this money is not earmarked for a project. It's not already dedicated money. So it is these unencumbered funds. We could take this money without impacting any programs because it's not marked for anything. We're bringing in more money than we're spending in these particular funds. And so there was a group of legislators. It was about 12 legislators or so. I actually sat in on one of their meetings that put together going through these special funds, came up with 38 funds that are taking in more money than they're spending or the money isn't actually being utilized at all in current projects or anything that has just been sitting in an account so that we could come after these funds and take these growing fund balances to be used, uh, which are tax dollars to be used to balance this budget. Now, for example, the transportation fund, Mm -hmm. say we take, I don't know, say we take a hundred million dollars from the transportation fund. Mm-hmm. Would 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 that, for example, have an adverse effect on on say like I'll say the LCTA since we're in Luzerne County? No. So any of those funds that is being discussed are not dedicated funds. Okay. They, it would not. And I know that I actually did speak a little bit with some of the people from LCTA about what what the funds are, what's being discussed. So in the bill that was just passed, the the transportation fund was there was fifty million dollars taken out of that. Now that fund was growing annually in the the. There was actually a point where there was it was discussed to take three hundred and fifty million dollars out of that fund. We actually reduced it down to fifty million dollars, but the fund was growing annually at large rates of money that is sitting there not being used on transportation projects. And so the money that was coming in annually from, as we all know, that 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 dreaded gas tax that's yeah. out there was there was more money being put into an account than actually than actually was being spent. And so that extra money that wasn't being utilized, why would we tax people again for a tax they're already paying for that isn't being utilized? And uh, I've, I've talked on the show about possibly cutting programs to help this. Do we need to fund all of these programs at the rate that we're funding? Or isn't there something that we could... Well, I, I use as an example, like every every month when you put your budget together, we know that taxes go up. We know that utility you know, utilities go up, our cable bills go up. And at some point in time each month, we're going to have to say, well, you know, we're going to have to do without something. Is there anything in Harrisburg that that we could actually say, you know what, we're going to have to, we're going to have to do without such and such. No, I I agree with you. That's exactly where the conversation needs to go. And that has not been where the conversation's at. What we did with this budget, this budget would actually would not only balance this year's budget, it would balance next year's budget, giving us a two-year option to actually look very systematically at what programs are absolutely essential and what programs can we actually cut. Now, there's a lot of ideas out there. We have the Racehorse Development Fund, $250 million, that goes out to funding to increase purses for race horses and money to help the tracks at the at casinos there's been talks about taking that 250 million dollars to balance the budget which you know do we need to be subsidizing 
the Racehorse Fund in Pennsylvania. There's other proposals out there. You know, we have tax credits, the film tax credit in the millions of dollars. Is that a tax credit that we need to offer, or is that something that we can recoup the revenue on that as well? So there's ways, and I personally believe this conversation is going to reach some point over the either this year or over the next couple of years where there will need to be a combination of cuts and revenue increases because not only are we looking at this annual budget, but we see that the pension costs are going to continue to grow over uh, this year and next year and potentially the year after until we reach that peak where we have to pay for the next 37 years. But not only that, as much as we continue to talk about pensions, Mm -hmm. that we also have Medicaid issues coming on where the state is going to continue to grow from the 22% of Medicaid that we pay now to 50% over the next number of years. And that will be a change in the billions of dollars of which we will have to uh, come up with that money, or there are going to have to be certain programs that will not be covered. And so these conversations are very real at the state level. Uh, There are many proposals. I'm involved in in welfare to work reform and workforce development, getting people who are on welfare back to work, giving them the job training for these high priority occupations that uh, need, uh, need people to be applying and need these people to be employed. So there are areas where we can begin to bring back the money and the revenue necessary. And there's a lot of people with a lot of good ideas out there. And there's a lot of ways that we can generate this revenue. And unfortunately, the conversation has not been there um, of what we can cut, where we can raise money. And uh, it's it's the it hasn't come together. Okay. Some other people ask me, you know, like, what are we doing with the casino revenue? Where's that going? I, I have actually done a, a, a lot of conversations on that. And actually, when I do my property tax PowerPoints, I actually include that money in there. Um, I'm actually pulling it up as we're talking here uh, on my computer because, you know, out of the, out of the casino money, we get 55% tax on the slots. Right. And out of that, 34% actually goes to the property tax relief fund. 12% goes to the racehorse development fund, which we talked about mm-hmm. before. 5% goes to the economic development tourism 4% goes to um goes to that those local share accounts uh, that that are the grant programs that you see that come back into our area. The money as promised, of uh, especially under the Randell years, of saying this is going to eliminate your property tax. Right, that's what we heard. It, <laughs> we heard that so often during those years, and it was a flat-out lie. The numbers are off by a factor of 10. So the, the, the smoke and mirrors politics that was done under those years was – way, uh, it was, I, I, whether it was flat out lying or just trying to mislead people, uh, it was clearly not even close to the numbers that, that we're talking about. So uh, I, I, you know, the, what was, what the taxpayers and the citizens of Pennsylvania were sold on that, you know, they were lied and misled. Maybe we should tax the, the table games as well. The table games are taxed as well. Okay. They they are actually not as high as a tax rate. Right. They're set at 14%. And actually, there was a conversation to raise them to up to 16%. Um, and I, I, I think that proposal is moving forward. It's been a, a significant discussion. Um, obviously, the, there's a, the odds with, the, with playing the table games are a little different, so the tax rate is a little different. But absolutely, the table games, um, there was conversation about doing Internet gaming. I'm not a fan of it. I voted against it, but it had the majority of the votes in the House. It, it was supposed to be voted on by the Senate. Um, I do have concerns about it. I do not support internet gaming, 
but it, it's something that has been offered and proposed before. But um, you know, coming and trying to garner all this money and all this revenue to balance the budget. There are serious discussions on programs plus revenue. And, uh, you know, there's no doubt severance tax is still on the table mm-hmm. um, on where the discussions are. A lot of people well in Pennsylvania believe that, uh, you know, that severance tax on, on the natural gas industry should be a must. Yeah, and I agree. I think that is something that needs to come forward. And uh, the the, uh, the impact fee that is currently being paid works out to be, at a, be about a 4.7% severance tax. And, you know, a lot of people believe that that number should be in the 5 to 5.5% range. And we could probably garner another $100 million or so. But this is not a billion dollars that we're talking right. about. This is not that type of money. This isn't the end-all, be-all fix to the budget, which I think a lot of people have – have talked about and really tried to make that the issue, this billion dollars. It can be about $100 million. It doesn't fix the budget. It does obviously help, but it will not fix the budget. But also at the same time that this conversation is happening, there should be some level of regulatory reform in conjunction with that because the re- the constant bureaucratic regulations that keep on coming out of, out of our Department of Environmental Protection, while I'm sure they're well-intentioned, are not necessarily for the better safety and protection of people and, and our resources. So it, there's definitely it, a breaking point there as well where cooler heads can prevail. We can get a, a severance tax done, and we should consider doing regulatory reform with it as well. And, and some think that maybe we should reduce the size of the legislature or, or put you guys on part-time or something. Yeah, I, I've actually I'm a big proponent of the part time idea. I, I think that it is a direction where we can save a lot of money, um, reducing the the number of legislators. Um, I, I I voted for it. I believe it should go on the ballot. I do have some concerns. Um, you know, I voted for it out of the house, and I vo- I vote for it every time because I think people should have the ability to determine the way their government should be uh, formed and created. But when you reduce the number of legislators, you make the districts larger, and you make it now more important about raising money and being able to run a campaign as opposed to, you know, being able to go out and knock on doors and meet people the way I got elected and not be holding the special interest. It makes it that much harder for somebody who is not beholden the special interest to get elected and to represent a district because it becomes that much larger. But, you know, it should be determined by the people. It'll be on the ballot. We we need to save money in the legislature. And so I'm, I'm a big proponent of moving to a part-time legislature. I think that's a great idea and uh, certainly a big proponent of that as well. And, and finally, the governor feels as though that uh, that some kind of a budget deal is going to be put together in the next couple of days. Uh, do you have that feeling? Well, we, we did hear from our uh, majority leader saying that there have been conversations going since, since when we voted and passed the uh, House budget just recently. And uh, I, I believe the conversations are, go- are ongoing. I believe cooler heads will prevail. I think we will get to a budget deal. And uh, I think that will happen. And I think that's part of that conference committee that I've heard members of the Senate actually uh, speak in favor of. I would support that as well to get this into conference so that um, the, the leaders in the House and the Senate and the governor can all negotiate, wrap this thing up, and, and so that we can move forward to other issues that are important to the Commonwealth as well. Okay, State Representative Aaron Crawford, thanks for joining us and taking the time. We're going to do this a little bit more often, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Thank you. You're very welcome. Have a good day.
You too. All right, that was State Representative Aaron Coffer. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.